Welcome to Prosedia. Today is Friday, the 9th of February, 2018. It's the birthday of the American poet Amy Lowell, born Brookline, Massachusetts, 1874. She was the daughter of a prominent Boston family. Her first poem, Fixed Idea, wasn't published until she was 36, but she threw herself into studying the latest trends in poetry, imagism and unrhymed meter. She hated school, and her schoolmates didn't much care for her because she had a reputation of being opinionated and very vocal about those opinions. She never attended college because her family didn't consider it proper for a woman to do so. She compensated for this lack of formal education with avid reading and a near-obsessive book-collecting habit. And she traveled widely and lived loudly. She took up smoking cigars because she claimed they lasted longer than cigarettes, and that became a sort of trademark for her. Her contemporaries were sometimes cruel and often poked fun at her weight, but that never really fazed her. And she had fans who always came to her defense. The writer Haywood Brown once said of her, she, on the surface, is a New Englander and a spinster, but inside, everything was molten, like the core of the earth. Given one more gram of emotion, Amy Lowell would have burst into flame and been consumed to cinders. She had a fabulous career. She was published very widely, became very popular. In 1925, her posthumous collection of poetry, What's O'Clock, won the Pulitzer Prize. Amy Lowell, who once said of her business acumen and success, God made me a businesswoman, but I made myself a poet. It was on this day in 1943 that the Battle of Guadalcanal ended. Codenamed Operation Watchtower, the battle marked a turning point in the Pacific Theater during World War II. The United States had already won important battles at Coral Sea and Midway, but they had been on the defensive since the attack on Pearl Harbor. The Guadalcanal campaign was the Allied forces' first major offensive against the Japanese. Once the campaign was ended, Guadalcanal was developed into an Allied base to support the Pacific campaign. The Japanese forces, now on the defensive, never regained the upper hand and eventually surrendered in August 1945. And here's a poem for today, Submarine Mountains, by Kale Young Rice. Under the sea, which is their sky, they rise to watery altitudes as vast as those of far Himalayan peaks impent in snows and veils of cloud and sacred deep repose. Under the sea, their flowing firmament, more dark than any ray of sun can pierce, the earthquake thrust them up with mighty tears and left them to be seen, but by the eyes of awed imagination inward bent. Their vegetation is the viscid ooze, whose mysteries are past belief or thought. Creation seems around them devil-wrought, or by some cosmic urgence gone distraught. Adown their precipices chill and dense, with the dank midnight creep, or crawl or climb, such tentacled and eyeless things of slime, such monster shapes as tempt us to accuse life of a miscreative impotence. About their peaks the shark, their eagle, floats in the thick azure far beneath the air, or downward sweeps upon what prey may dare, set forth from any silent weedy lair. But one desire on all their slopes is found, desire of food, the awful hunger strife, yet here it may be, was begun our life. Here all the dreams on which our vision dotes in unevolved obscurity were bound." 
too strange it is, too terrible, and yet it matters not how we were wrought or whence life came to us with all its throb intense, if in it is a godly imminence. It matters not if haply we are more than creatures half conceived by a blind force that sweeps the universe in a chance course, for only in unmeaning might is met the intolerable thought none can ignore. Submarine Mountains by Kale Young Rice And that's all for Prasetia. My name is Kareem Alizhari, and remember, tell beauty you think so.